What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNA 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Gregor underscore G, number one player you wouldn't want to sit on a plane next to. I probably would want to sit next to either security or Tony Parker. <laughs> same thing, right? Yeah, that's the same thing. They both the laws. They both gonna tell on me. This motherfucking Jack used to just it smell like you would just pour the weed into your backpack with no ziplock or nothing and just walk on the plane with that brown Louis bag. I've grown. Right. Now you just put it in your pocket. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of What's Burning. Let's get right to it. Who's hot, who's not? Jack, as I predicted at All-Star that the Celtics would get hot second half of the season, they're 10-3 and in their last 13 games, top 10 in offense and defense during that span. Tatum's averaging 30 points a game, shooting 50, 40, 90. Uh, Boston, for the most part, is pretty healthy right now. Thoughts on uh, what they've been doing uh, thus far in this second half of the season? Well, this is what we both said. You know, we both said that this team was getting ready for the playoffs, and the co- and the coach is doing. The team is doing so well. The coach got a seventy million dollar deal from a college team. So, right, hey right. man, hey, these guys are all healthy, like you said. Marcus Smart is back. This team has finally found their identity again, and they want to go into the playoffs rolling. And they're playing like it, man. They're gonna be a scary team. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, I think they're gonna actually sneak up and get that fourth seed. They're getting hot at the right time. 
secure that first round uh, home court. Uh, but Boston is one of those teams. That, the reason why I love it because they've been battle tested, bro. They've been to the Eastern mm-hmm. Finals Tatum's rookie year against Braun. They've been to the Eastern Finals last year against Miami. This team knows what it takes, and I think the X factor is going to be Kimball Walker's consistency. They need that third mm-hmm. score. You know what you're getting out of Tatum and Brown. Um, their bigs are playing well. Their role, other role players are playing well. What's Kimba going to be able to give you, and he's gonna, is he going to stay healthy? Um, and also, one last thing, Brad Stevens gets a $70 million uh, offer from a college job, but they say they don't have enough money to pay kids. That motherfucker is <laughs> That's NCAA. crazy, we That's see crazy, you. man. But, uh, man, love what Boston's doing and uh, excited to see what they're uh, going to do come playoff time. Next up, um, Jack, a team you said at the beginning of the season, ain't shit, ain't never going to be shit. The New York mm-hmm. Knicks have caught a little bit of fire. Uh, they've won six straight. Uh, first six-game winning streak since 2014. They went 545 games in between at least a five-game winning streak, which Sheesh. is crazy. Uh, R.J. Barrett is shooting the ball extremely well from the three-point line over that stretch. Thoughts on the Knicks? It shines on the dog ass every now and then, Matt. Uh, <laughs> my thoughts are exact the same. Hell, the fucking Bad News Bass won six games in a row. So, look, I knew Randall was going to be good when he was in L.A. I just knew he didn't get the opportunity and the time to be the player right. that he, he was, he's growing into be. Quickly right. and Barrett, two young guards, they're going to be all right. But I know this team is not going to make no serious noise. Yeah, it's good for the New York Knicks fans and for Worldwide West and them trying to get the Knicks organization going in the right direction. But we all know that they're not going to be a championship team. No, 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 soon. no, no, oh, no, no time def- soon, excuse me. Definitely not a championship team, but I think it's got to be baby steps because they've been dog shit, stepping in baby shit for so long. It's got to be baby steps going forward. And I think, right. you know, obviously making the playoffs is a great first step. Um, I don't think Thibodeau's getting enough credit uh, for what he's been able to do, turning around the mentality of this roster and, and, and the way they approach games. They're out there playing defense. I love the Derrick Rose trade ha, has paid off well for them. He's been playing uh, really well. So it's fun to see Julius Randle. I mean, although he won't be, can definitely be in that MVP conversation with the numbers he's been putting up this season. So love to see it. Um, you know, making the playoffs is just the first step. You know, winning a couple games in that first round and knowing you have something to build on is kind of where I see this team. But happy for them. And, um, you know, love what Julius Randle's been able to do this season. Continue on with who's hot. Uh, the light-skinned assassin, Steph Curry, has been on a tear over his last eight games, averaging nearly 41 points a game. Ten straight 30-point games, um, tying Kobe for such streaks of players 33 and older. So this dude is on a goddamn tear right now, and it's beautiful to watch. Thoughts on your former teammate? Although brief, because you didn't believe in him. <laughs> That's crazy, right? Crazy I had no idea he was going to be. I had no idea he was going to be the chef. I, hey, I but it's funny that, but. before you get said. But but remember how crazy the fans were when they decided to trade Monte and Bill with Steph. Like the Warrior fans went crazy, but they saw something, man. And hats off yep. to them. They went crazy, but he. You said this at the beginning <laughs> of the season that Steph was going to have to have. A spectacular, damn near unbelievable yep. year for this team to even be in the playoff Breathe. hunt. Right, and uh, and they still been dealing with injury, and he's still stepping up to the plate. Still has his team in a good position, a better position that they thought they was gonna be in. So, uh, man, hats off to Steph. One of the game changes, man. One of the culture changes. Uh, one of the best sh- three point shooter of all time, man. He's just doing what he do, and uh, just the fact that he's doing it with all with all the adversity, with guys continuously to go go down, and uh, not having Clay, it says even more about him. Yeah, I mean, I said at the beginning of the season we were going to get to see his 
version of James Harden basketball. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When he's the one, two, and third option uh, on that team. And, uh, you know, he's been shooting the ball extremely well, uh, putting up uh, good shooting numbers as well as along with points. And it's just special to see, man. I hope people appreciate what they're getting to see this year because I think so often people want to hate or make this, this, and talk shit. Instead of just appreciate, man, this dude is putting on a, a great show. Uh, his team, although, you know, struggled there in the 10th slot, they'll most likely be in the play-in situation. But just the way he's been able to shoot the ball, uh, that Boston game the other night with him and Tatum going back and forth, man, was, was one mm -hmm. for the ages. So, uh, man, salute Steph. Keep doing your thing, bro. Now shifting to the week ahead, we got a nice week of basketball starting on Tuesday with the Clippers Blazers. If the season ended now, this would be the first round matchup. Uh, Clippers are eight and one uh, since Rondo stepped on the court for them. They just got Kawhi back, and although Rondo's numbers aren't staggering, he's at about six and a half points a game, five assists in eighteen minutes. I just think his presence completely changes uh, this Clippers style of play. Um, Jack in a seven-game series. Healthy Blazers, healthy Clippers. Who you got? I think it's a toss-up, man. Um, really? I, I, yeah, I can't really give any team the head up without watching them play. You know, we, me and you know any team can win in the seven-game series, and each team has guys that can win a whole series, let alone win a game. So um, it'll be great for basketball. It'll be exciting to watch. You have Paul, George, and Kawhi going against Dame Lillard. And um, and CJ and then the big guys, you know, I think on the big guy side, if uh, if Nurkic is is healthy, I think um, Portland has the edge in the paint. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll see how that will play out. But uh, I can't give it to either team. That's something I want to see. We're gonna have to see, and, and I completely agree. And I'd hate that this is most likely gonna be a first round matchup. There's some space in between each uh, spots going. Uh, as we continue forward, because to me, these are both teams that can get hot and battle in that Western Conference Finals against anybody. Uh, so mm -hmm. I hate to see it in the first round, but it's going to be great basketball. And I agree, you know, Dame has been doing his thing all season. CJ's back in rhythm. This team is finally getting healthy. Melo's been hot. The pickup, uh, the, the, the trade they got from Toronto has been playing well. Uh, big fellas coming back. And then again, the Clippers, like we spoke on last week, they've just been floating under the radar this year, getting everything together. Paul George has been as hot as he can be, and we'll touch on him a little later. Um, this team looks really good, so this is going to be a great first-round matchup if this is what it ends up being. Moving along, uh, Wednesday, Hawks, Knicks, playoff implications, both still battling for seeding. This could be the 4-5 matchup, which would be uh, interesting. Both teams are hot. Who do you feel like will finish higher in the standings? Um... Another, it's hard to tell again. Both teams have great coaches that's found a way to motivate them. Um, and uh, I think both teams are finally starting to come into their own. I can't, I, I would have to say, being in New York, you know. They're only um, a half game apart. Uh, Atlanta's only a half game up on Boston and uh, the Knicks. Yeah, I, I see, I see Atlanta falling. I, I see Boston getting ahead of them. So, but okay. uh, if they, if they had to play, I think it'll be another toss-up. Like I said, both teams are, are, are still new to this. Both teams are still trying to, you know, see what the playoffs is like. And both have new coaches that's finally starting to motivate their team. So I think they're in the same spot. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I also think Boston's going to get that four seed, which would be unfortunate because I thought this would have been a cool 
first round matchup because then one of these both one of these young teams had to go to the second round because someone is going right. to win it. But I, I, I think Boston's going to slide into that four spot, so it's going to mess this up. But you know, both teams again heading in the right direction. Nate McMillan has done a great job since going over to uh, the Hawks. Uh, we spoke on the Knicks earlier and what Thibodeau's been able to get those guys encouraged to do. So again, both teams, you know, trending in the right direction, and and this is going to be a feel out process. This is going to be a good taste of what these young teams are going to get to see in the playoffs for the first time. So, agreed. Uh, continuing to look ahead, Wednesday, Nuggets, Blazers, a potential 4-5 matchup. Obviously, Jamal Murray went down with the torn ACL. The Nuggets are 2-0 since he's gone down. How crucial is the Aaron Gordon pickup, and what do you see from Denver? Because we both agreed, um, you know, with JaVale being underappreciated and, and Aaron Gordon going to that team, that they were definitely right in that top to be uh, representing the Western Conference. You know what? Their management is looking like geniuses right now because having Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon for that, for that uh, security blanket after that injury, I think it's a blessing for them. And he is really going to – I think – I have to say this, Matt. He's going to have a big playoff run because yeah. this, is, this is his first time where he's on a team like this in the Western Conference. It's new to him. The basketball is different on the West side, as you know. And I, I, I think a new life is going to come into Gordon. And I'm excited the fact that – not, I'm not excited the fact that Murray got hurt, but I'm excited the fact that his role is going to pick up on this team. And uh, I think it's just the right time. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have to play good, for, uh, big for them in the playoffs along with uh, Michael Porter Jr. I think both these young players are going to really find their own um, this round in the playoffs. But I don't think you can, you know, Jamal Murray was incredible last year in the bubble um, in the playoffs. So you're not going to be able to replace that. I don't, be honest with you, I really don't see them making a strong push. Um, you know, like I said before, the, I think Jamal Murray injury is going to be too big to overcome. I would love to see them do it. I just honestly don't think they have enough firepower now. But, you know, if you get – if Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon can each give you 20 a game in the playoffs with Joker, uh, you know, you never know what this team can do. But it's a lot's going to be riding on uh, these young wing players' shoulders. They don't make them like you no more, man. It's a lot of light skin over there. They ain't yeah, got man. tattoos and stuff like you, so they got to get a little tougher. <laughs> they say, hey, they still go hard, though. They go hard. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off? I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. 
Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Uh, Sixers and Bucks score off twice this week, Thursday and Saturday. A potential second round or Eastern Conference final matchup. Sixers only a game and a half ahead of Brooklyn to keep the home court throughout. Uh, Milwaukee's only two and a half games behind the Nets uh, and still have two games face-to-face. Uh, this top three seeding uh, in the East is, is, is going to jump around before it's all said and done. How do you see it finishing out in one, two, and three in the East? Man, I had I had the 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 Nets finishing out at one, but you know, KD then went down again with a thigh contusion, and um, and Bede has came back with something on his mind. So I yeah. I, I see the I see it stand uh, Sixers for, Sixers one, Nets two, and Milwaukee three. I, I think the the uh, Philadelphia 76 is gonna ride this thing out, and they're really gonna take off going into the playoffs. Yeah, I agree again. Uh, you know, we both had the Nets eventually making the rise to number one, but. Again, to me, it doesn't really matter much, uh, you know, although uh, Philly's record is is not very good on the road. To have home court, I think, means a lot more to them um, throughout. Um, but it's going to be, I agree with you, I think it's going to be Philly, Nets, uh, Milwaukee, and then Boston to round out that top four. But, I mean, anybody can get hot at the right time in that Eastern Conference and represent the East. Mm-hmm. You know, although we're giving the nod to Brooklyn when they're healthy, like you said, Embiid is on a mission. Doc has these dudes playing great. Uh, ben Simmons is out here talking big shit to everyone. I love to see mm-hmm. it. Uh, you know, uh, Milwaukee has just quietly continued to stay consistent. Giannis knows all this regular shit season. The shit doesn't matter. We need to see it in the playoffs. And then again, Boston's getting hot with, you know, behind Tatum and Brown. So, man, this is going to be a fun playoffs. I'm excited to get this shit going. Yeah, and I want the Nets to play uh, Philadelphia because uh, you talking about you the defense, you the defensive stop of the year. Man, Kyrie had thirty that night, and KD gonna give you thirty two. So I don't want to hear all that. Hey, but keep talking your shit, bro. Keep talking your shit though. We like that. Yeah, I love it. Finishing out the week ahead, we have the Phoenix Suns, who uh, this season were my surprise team 
and they have not let me down. Shout out to Book and CP. They're only a game and a half behind Utah Jack for that number one seed. We saw Donovan Mitchell go down with an ankle injury. Uh, not, not sure how long he's going to be out. They could potentially move to this one seed, but they're definitely going to be tested this week coming up um, as they play the Sixers Wednesday, the Celtics Thursday, and the Nets Sunday all on the road. Uh, this is going to be a great test, and I think, um, man, Phoenix has uh, exceeded all expectations. I don't give a fuck what you say. If Steve Nash can be MVP uh, uh, when he made his run in Phoenix, when guys were averaging 30, you could put Chris Paul right in that mix too because they're doing similar situ- similar things to the same franchise. And like I said, this is a team that was been in the gutter uh, until CB came and revitalized it. So thoughts on their uh, you know three-game upcoming uh, East Coast swing, but just the overall um, season for the Suns. Well, one, I agree with you. Uh, CP should definitely be in the MVP race. And if Steve Nash can win two, he definitely can win one. But we know that ain't going to happen. <laughs> we know that ain't going to happen. We know what time it is. But anyway, it's going to be good for them. You know, go, going into the end of the season, the way they plan, this is some great test for them going into the playoffs. I think they can, they probably can pull out a couple of these games, but it's going to be tough on the road because the teams they're playing, the Celtics and especially uh, Philadelphia, they're rolling right now. And they not. Been, I don't think they're going to let them come in. And, uh, and and get a win. The Nets, they probably can get – I think that's the game they probably can get because that team is still kind of beat up and James and KD might be out. But uh, yeah. the Philadelphia game and the Celtics game is going to be tough for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I just get how that – like everything means – every game means so much to this team, and I respect it. And, you know, I think it's because they haven't won in such a long time, so this winning thing is new to them, and it's fun. I mean, when you win, it's fun. You know, and Devin Booker's never had since he's been in Phoenix, hasn't been on a winning team. So these guys are playing hard on both ends of the floor every night. You know, do I think they'll do anything in the in the playoffs? You never know. I really don't see them making a strong run as good as they play in the regular season. I hate saying this because Chris is my dog, but I just don't think they have enough. Uh, I would love to see him do it and definitely going to be rooting for him. But it's, it's going to I think it's going to be tough sledding when it comes to the playoffs. But man, hats off to what they've been doing. And I, I hope they can prove me wrong. Um, and I would love to see them grab that number one seed in the West, to be honest with you, though, and, and win the Western, uh, you know, win the division. Now we got on the radar presented to you by DraftKings. Uh, Simmons and Gobert are IG shit talking about this defensive player of the year. Uh, you know, Ben said Gobert guarded him when they played. He dropped 42 and he's not even supposed to be an offensive player. Gobert responds with confidence is silent. Insecurities are loud. DraftKings has the odds on either one of these guys winning defensive player of the year at Gobert minus 335 and Simmons plus 230. Both teams at the top of the league in defense. Thoughts on them shit talking back and forth. And in your opinion, uh, who's going to win defensive player of the year? Uh, I love the back and forth. Uh, I think Simmons is going to win it. I mean, Simmons even was willing to take a jab at himself. To prove his point, which I love. <laughs> I can't even shoot, score, dribble. Couldn't hit a house if I was in the kitchen. But I gave him 42, and he's supposed to be the, the defensive player of the year. You're right. I just sit here and think about what would Tim Duncan and them do to Rudy Gobert. And oh, you want to be the defensive player of the year, you're not, you, you get dominated by Embiid every time. Every time. So I, I'm going Simmons. I think Simmons ha- ha- has a harder task with chasing these small guards around. Right. But he's figured it out. Okay, y'all saying I'm not an offensive player. I can't do this. I'm just going to be a defensive stopper. I'm going to use my length. I'm going to use my speed. I'm going to use all my athleticism and be one of the best defensive players ever. And I'm glad, he, I'm glad he's starting to go into that role. 
Yeah, I mean, he's a monster on D. And the reason why I give him an edge, too, is because he can potentially guard everybody on the floor. You right. Know, Simmons is 6'10", guarding, like you said, anywhere from Kyrie to having to fuck around and guard Gobert, although Gobert is not much of an offensive threat. That's just the versatility of it, of, of Simmons. So I agree. I think Ben should get the nod. Uh, you know, you never know how it goes. But I like the talking. I definitely like the talking. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's good for the game. So uh, we'll see who ends up winning Defensive Player of the Year. But, I, I, you know, my vote, if I had one, which I never will, uh, will go to Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> we never will, right? <laughs> never will. Let's keep it real. Fan questions now. We're going to get started with Jen underscore Ashton 25. What are your thoughts on D-Wade buying into jazz ownership? Can't hear the word. The name Ashton, and I say what's up to young Ashton Barnes, yeah, man, my little out, homie, man. Shout, shout out to the shout little out, homie, yeah, man. Shout out little Ash. Ash. But check this out, though. I think it's dope. Uh, I think it would have been even more dope if he was, if it was the Miami Heat. You right. know what I'm saying? But the fact that Utah understand that, hey, we've been labeled as such mm-hmm. and such and such and such for a long time. Mm-hmm. We need to change this around, get a new face to this thing. Bring some mm-hmm. color to this thing, especially with everything going on. So I, I love it. I, I, I applaud Utah. Um, I'm happy for D-Wade. That's our boy. And, um, hey, Flash from the, uh, going to another uh, journey in his life. Yeah, man, I love seeing just us represented in these kind of spaces. We got a chance to talk to Renee Montgomery, obviously, uh, you know, yep. owner of the uh, partial owner of the Dream now. You see D-Wade in Utah. Obviously, we would have loved to see him in Miami. Somehow that didn't work out, but I mean, he's an owner mm-hmm. of an NBA team now, and I mean, that's the ultimate goal. I'm sure that was the ultimate goal for him, so it's a beautiful thing to see, and couldn't agree more with getting color and diversity in management over there, you know, especially, mm-hmm. you know, with everything that's going on today, and, 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 the, and there's some controversy that, you know, that surrounds D-Wade from, you know, from the fathering situation with, you know, with his daughter now, too, so it's just interesting to see the dynamic that brings someone amazing as D-Wade to your organization can really start to, you know, change the 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 the, the way people view you because it, it has been negative. Like I said, we we both love that Utah fan base, but it is racist sometimes. At some point, you know, there were times where we were called nigger while we were playing. You know what I mean? So again, to add someone like D Wade uh in today's climate, um, with all the, you know, amazing things he brings with him, I think is uh, is only a plus. So shout out D Wade. Fan question number two, Andre dot Sajia Comey. What was the most memorable? Is that right? Yeah. You like that, Matt? Did you like that? Yeah. Yeah, and I added Comey on the end to Zia Comey. Yeah, Sajia Comey, homie. What's the most memorable (laughs) moment you witnessed on the court? Shout out from Brazil. Huge fan of the podcast. Dope shit. Keep it up. Salute, homie. Jack, when I played for Lob City, I got a chance to witness a murder on the court. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Yellow tape? Uh, Man, yellow taped him. I ain't seen him since. Uh, CP threw a lob to DeAndre, and for some reason, Brandon Knight tried to block it, and it was the craziest shit I've ever seen on the court, and if you guys see that video, at first, people never caught it, but I think it's been ran so much, like, as soon as I see it, I jump up and cover my my face, and I run off the court, run down the court, because I don't want to be questioned involved in the murder, you know, I know what happens to these snitches out here, actually, it's a new day now, but I just didn't want to get questioned for seeing my homeboy kill a man on the basketball court. So that was my most memorable <laughs> moment on the court. Oh, man. 
Uh, my most memorable moment on the court probably would be, uh, I would say those seven threes in game six in the We Believe year uh, against Dallas. Uh, BD came to me before the game saying he didn't have it. He didn't feel good. And uh, for some reason, I just I knew I had to have a big game. I wasn't expecting to go out there and hit seven threes. But as I hit one, Matt kept throwing me the ball every play down court <laughs> from out of bounds, yeah, everywhere. And I just yep. kept shooting it, man. But that's my most memorable moment, seven threes in the playoffs in a deciding game. Yeah. I want to say I probably had three or four assists to you that game, just to you that four. game. Because I almost, yep. almost had a triple-double that game. The, yep. Out of bounds, the one you threw behind. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was a dope one. Drop, dropping them off. Next fan question, at self underscore not underscore self. Sometimes cannabis juice can get a little too much. How do you guys keep the balance of staying focused and not over-medicating? I think Jack is still learning this process because this motherfucker be nodding off on me sometimes, and I'll have to uh, nod him or, or, or super cue him. Um, but it just comes with the territory, man. We've been doing it for so long. Um, I've switched over to try to smoke in more hybrid sativas during the day because I'm so active with kids and, and working and shit and then put the, the heavy indicas to put me to sleep at night. But it's a thin line between love and hate. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I think my goal, <laughs> my goal is to do oh, do too much. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm not the one to answer that question. I'm over medicating <laughs> as much as I can. All right? right. I'm actually over medicated now. So. Therefore, I'm not the one to ask, answer this question. But, hey, I think you're going into it with the wrong attitude, okay? Don't go into it with thinking you're over-medicating. Just think you're over-relaxing, okay? Yeah, just, and don't just go into it, it thinking you're over-medicating. Yeah, enjoy it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Next question, Gregor underscore G. Number one player you wouldn't want to sit on a plane next to. Size isn't a factor because you guys are all big guys. I would have to say a gassy motherfucker, to be honest with you. I remember uh, DeAndre and Blake, when we played for the Clipper teams, used to be on all those fucking powders and muscle milks and all them shit, and them <laughs> shitty motherfuckers would get on the plane and fuck the whole plane up. The, uh, the, the stewardess used to have to come in with potpourri. I would start hitting my pen sometimes and blowing it just so we get to cover up the smell. But them were some, na- <laughs> them were, them were some nasty motherfuckers, man. So I wouldn't want to sit to nobody that, that, that takes all the, all the supplements because they always got bad stomachs. Uh, me, I probably would want to sit next to either security or Tony Parker. <laughs> same thing, right? Yeah, that's the same thing. They both the laws. They both going to tell on me. And I know I, I always had some green on me. So, yeah, I would want to sit next to the security or Tony Parker because they might tell on me. This motherfucking Jack used to just smell like you would just pour the weed into your backpack with no Ziploc or nothing and just walk on the plane with that brown Louis bag. This motherfucker didn't care about nothing. Anyway, moving on. I've grown. Next fan question, at Max Pretzer. Among NBA legends who are no longer living, who do we wish we could have had on our show? Ooh. That's a good question. I know who. I already got mine. I've... I would say Wilt. Man, come would, on. We, hey, great minds thinking like baby. Yeah. I would have to say Wilt. I have a lot of questions for Wilt, um, especially when it comes to women. I want to ask all these. Uh, I would have wanted to ask all those legendary rumors. Um, and then obviously his greatness on the court. Um, so, that, yeah, that would be, definitely be my pick. Yeah, Will would be my pick, too. Just just how interesting Will was. Scoring 100 points, a lifestyle. Super athlete. Yeah, to, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I mean? Just before his time. Everything about Wilt, I'm interested in. This Thursday, April 22nd, we drop a really dope episode with our girl Jeannie Buss. Enjoy the teaser. How close was Kobe to the Clippers really happening? Um, You know, I never had that conversation with Kobe, but there was a game where he wore Clippers A throwback, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And not even the jersey. He wore, like, the colors. Oh, did he? Yeah, like, very subtle. Uh And I'm like... You know, I could see like he loves he was, challenges, he you know, yeah. and, oh. right? And, yeah. and and that would have been like mm, a, a, a huge a thing, right? right? So I, I mean, I I do think that was something that was, um, you know, very real. possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow! So you guys lose? Uh, could you imagine that though? Oh my God! I, that. I remember they were the bro, I remember they were talking about they were going to build an arena out in Orange County for him. He wouldn't have to travel now, and like the Clippers put the full court press to try to get Kobe. And I was just like, "There's no way this can happen." So <laughs> that, that was crazy. I would give up everything. I yeah. Got to, including children. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys lose in 08 um, to Boston, mm-hmm. come back the next year, beat Orlando, and get a chance for redemption in 2010. Right. Talk okay. to us about that. Okay, yeah. So like 2008, now we were humiliated by Boston in that game six. We had to like fly. We, we barely won game five, and now we have to go to Boston, to Boston mm-hmm. and lose by 30-whatever points. And... So now I've got Grumpy Phil 
you know, because it's so hard mm-hmm. to lose your last game. Of, mm-hmm. You know, now it's going to stick with you the whole summer. Mm-hmm. And but, you know, Kobe had the Olympics. Right. So now he's got a chance to like Redeem. get mm-hmm. get back into mm-hmm. beating somebody. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, they end up playing Spain in, you know, for the mm-hmm. gold medal against Pau. And, you know, there's it's on YouTube. I watched it recently. Um, him, you know, uh, just kind of leveling Pau during the game and just kind of standing over him like. You know, this is what mm, this needs to happen. This, yeah, this is what you, got, need you to don't be. want to say it, but Pal got bullied, Pal got punked a lot, but Kobe took that shit personal. And Kobe had a, it was always out of love, but he was tough on Pal because he mm-hmm. saw how great Pal was. And I think Pal had spoke on how Kobe kind of molded him kind of into a different mindset because Pal was always so talented. But I remember Boston, they just tried to punk him. KG, Perk, all them dudes, and that's what they did. And Kobe (laughs) fucking hated that shit. So when it happened in the Olympics, I remember that. And I was just like, pal, this is what the fuck needed to happen. But I saw that in the locker room sometimes. Like, he would be hard on pal because... He knew how great Pat was. He was just such a nice guy, and Kobe yeah. didn't like that on the court. Right. Yeah, he can be nice off <clears throat> yeah, the court, Yeah, he didn't right? like that shit on the court. Well, then then he, when, you know, we were getting ready for that next season, uh, Kobe hung his gold medal in Pau's locker <laughs> just to remind him. So right? cold. Right? <laughs> Only Kobe. So, Only Kobe would do some shit like that. So now we, you know, we get back to the NBA Finals, but it's against Orlando. And um, it, it, it's funny because, you know, um, you know, we ended up afterwards having Dwight Howard on our team. And that was, you know, Orlando was Dwight Howard's team at that time. And we're playing them in the finals. And, um, y- you know, it, it, it was just, it was great to be redeemed and, mm-hmm. and, and win that championship. So now the, the following year... Um, we get back to the the NBA Finals, and this time it is against Boston, and it is, um, you know, the way things should have been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and no, no, but having it go to a Game Seven, mm-hmm. um, you know, you couldn't have, have written it any better. That's what's so great about sports is it's it's so dramatic and ironic and emotional and hysterical and just every different kind every of emotion you can imagine yeah yeah and so beating them was was super sweet and um you know that was in 2010 closing this segment out uh we got quick hitters first up paul george five straight 30 point games he's averaging 33 over his last five, uh, majority without Kawhi. Kawhi just returned last night. Clippers are 8-1 and one over this span. Jack, will he be able to do it in the playoffs? He was very serious when he looked in the camera on the show in the preseason, or excuse me, in, in, uh, in the summertime, and said he's on one this year, and he hasn't let us down. No, nah, I, think, I think he's on one, and I think the plus is having Rondo because a lot of those possessions where they're doing pick and rolls and they're trying to do too much and trying to get that shot off, Rondo going to bring the ball up and give it right to him on that block, right to him in a sweet spot. You know what I mean? So a lot of shots he's taking right, taking now are going to be higher percentage shots and shots, you know, in his range. And uh, uh, Kawhi, too, they're both going to get a lot of post-ups, more shots where they don't have to create, where they can just go straight to the basket. So um, I think he can do it. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I said, with the addition of Rondo, these guys are going to get the ball in their sweet spots and they won't have to do too much off the dribble. And that and that's definitely beneficial for guys like Paul and Kawhi going, especially going to the playoffs. Yeah, I definitely thought the biggest pickup um, was Drummond with the Lakers, but the next biggest pickup was Rondo. And as we mentioned earlier, it's not even so much his numbers. His, you know, his numbers, six and a half points, five rebounds, but it's just his experience, his calming, his understanding of where to get the guys the ball, where they want it, when they want it, and then taking some playmaking uh, pressure off both Kawhi and PG. So to answer your question, yeah, I think PG can keep this rolling. I'm excited to see him keep this rolling because I think the Clippers got a great shot again. I think the Clippers got another great shot. Uh, and this is going to be a big season because this is, you know, last year, you know, like they said, it wasn't it wasn't make or break for them. Um, I don't necessarily think this year's make or break, but it's going to be ugly because uh, you don't get too many chances, you know, playing next door mm-hmm. to the Lakers. So, uh, you know, excited to see what this team could do healthy uh, in the playoffs. Donovan Mitchell out at least a week with a sprained ankle. Uh, Gobert and Conley also sat recently against the Lakers on the injury report. Mitchell's missed four games this season. The Jazz are 7-8 and eight all time without Mitchell. Do you see the Jazz sliding at all if Mitchell doesn't return in the next week or two? Yeah, I do. He's he's a big part of their success, uh, the, the leading scorer on their team, and uh, he, he does a lot for their team. He's their leader. Obviously, Conley can uh, also lead the team, but scoring-wise, it's all Donovan Mitchell. So this team is definitely going to slide. They're going to have to find out where they're scoring is going to come from. I think Jordan's going to have to step up and, and do more than what he's been doing off the bench uh, coming into a starting role. So we'll see, but, um, hey, it's just bad timing for the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jordan Clarkson most likely – is, is going to win sixth man of the year. He had a big game the other night against the Lakers. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, like I said, for some reason, I, I'm just going to have to see the you know what Utah could do in the playoffs. I was you know saying before the trade deadline, I thought this team would have been a great if you would have picked up you know uh, you know someone who could really score, or make a move, and everyone thought I was crazy. But I just don't know. Like for a situation like this, although Mitchell's going to return, if they don't have him, they're shot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, hopefully he gets healthy soon and come back and pick up where he left off because he's had a great season as well. Uh, next up, there's been a Jabari Parker signing. Uh, he made his Boston Celtics debut on Friday uh, where he scored 11 points, going five for six from the field in 16 minutes. Jack, I really like this dude coming into the league, and I'm not sure if it's just been injury or the right situation, but if he can somehow, you know, find his game, I, I definitely think he'll be a good addition. Um given the Celtics' depth going into the playoffs because the kid is strong, skilled, you know, a good offensive game. But I think he's just been riddled by injury his whole career. Yeah, I I agree with you, Matt. He's been going through a lot of injury-wise, and I thought he was going to be able to to ball out in Chicago when he went went, went to Chicago, you know. But uh, in this position he's in now, all you have to do is catch, finish, and rebound, you know. And I I think as talented as as he is – He's gonna he's gonna do that with flying colors because he, he, you can drop the ball to him in certain possessions mm-hmm. he can get his own bucket so yeah. being able to just catch and finish now with with two young stars on the wings it's a good position for him and I think he can play a big role with them you know especially in the playoffs. I completely agree. I think this is a great pickup. I hope he can stay healthy and and, and give them a boost to that front line because like you said he's someone that works well on that in that baseline mid range area and definitely could be a boost for the Celtics come playoff time. Jack, we got some breaking news, bro. Fresh off the wire, uh, Chet Holmgren, who will will be uh, in the Iverson Classic game next month. Uh, we will be coaching number one player in the country. 
projected number one pick of the 2022 draft has just committed to Gonzaga, who just made a national championship run and fell short. Jalen Suggs is most likely out of here. So they replace him with the number one player in the country. Thoughts on this? Dope, man. I haven't seen too much of this kid, but uh, you've been hot. You've been telling me you've seen him, and a lot of people that's talked about him said this kid is a shoe-in for the number one pick. So I'm, uh, I'm anxious to see him. Uh, in the Allen Iverson game, which you all, I hope you all tune into. But uh, I'm like I said, I'm excited to see this kid. I Man, I, I, everybody's spoken so highly of him. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy to me. I, I love that you know there's kind of been a shift in in college basketball, and Gonzaga's a powerhouse. That's you know definitely shout out to Mark Few. He's been over there 20, 30 years, and come a, kind of completely changed the program and way you know teams are looked at. And now you know making a great run, being able to place your number one player with the number, the number one player in the country. Um, you know, look to Gonzaga to continue to, uh, you know, play well next year, next season behind Chet. It's hard for you to talk about that, huh? It's hard not for you to give it. Gonzaga props right now. No, not at all. Still, I mean, the, the wound not open no more. The wound's still no. open, ain't it? No, not necessarily. I mean, it was, it was, it was a tough shot. It was, you know, it was a tough shot. You know, the, uh, but I was just happy. This team, you know, this is the 11th. The, the, they had to do a play-in game, bro, to, and they made it to the Final Four. So I'm just happy for them kids. And I think everyone's coming back. And we got Peyton Watson coming next year. Shout out to little homie Peyton Watson who uh, gave Chet work at Snoop's three-on-three legends basketball tournament. <laughs> yeah, he dunked game. on it. So, man, but he was just doing everything out there. So, uh, you know, we're going to be reloaded next year. Hopefully we got all of our guys coming back too. So it's going to be a fun little run. So, again, congrats to, uh, congrats to Chet. Uh, Chet. And Gonzaga. Closing thoughts. We mentioned last week we wanted to get our All the Smoke social page up to 420,000 followers by 420, which is tomorrow. Uh, so we're at 405,000. So we urge you to continue to follow, push that button, tell your friends. We got some dope content coming for you guys tomorrow. Some cool shit me and Jack shot. Jack, what are you going to be doing for 420? Oh man, my every day is 420 for me. Obviously, uh, <laughs> uh, I got a, I got a homeboy who's bringing me uh, some variety. So I'm just gonna sit here, man. I'm in Ramadan, so I'm just chilling, man, enjoying myself, and uh, probably hang out with a couple of little brothers. You gonna be smoking that good weed with a dry ass mouth? Yeah, what exactly that. what I'm doing now? <laughs> Enjoy that. Um, yeah, man, I gotta go. I gotta go to Sacramento quick. I got a meeting with the mayor in the morning for some funding for a project I'm working on. Then I'm gonna hop back on the plane and come down back out to LA and just kick my feet up, man. Enjoy. Like you said, every day is 420. So I'm gonna tell the kids, don't bother me. I'm gonna sit in my little room and just do what I gotta do. <laughs> That's it. Anyway, man, man, we hope you guys enjoyed this edition of What's Burning. You can find us every Monday on Showtime Basketball YouTube. And on Twitter at Show Basketball. Peace. See y'all next week. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.